Now let me pray as well. Lord, I pray, Lord, that this word would come from you, Lord, this morning, Lord, and that it would, where it needs to cut, Lord, it would cut deep, and that it would change our hearts, it would change our minds, Lord, because it's all about you, Jesus. We want to lift your name, Lord. I pray, Lord, that you would be continue to be magnified through the preaching of your word this morning as well. And for the whole day and the whole week, Lord, that you'd be magnified in and through us. In Jesus' name, amen. Sure. So today is an amazing day. Merry Christmas to everyone. Um, today, I'd like to talk about the real reason of Christmas. The real reason why we celebrate Christmas. The real hero of Christmas. Jesus Christ himself. I wouldn't preach about anything else. It's about Emmanuel, God with us. And if you would like a title for this preach today, it's Why Jesus Came. And I'm going to start with Matthew 1, verse 21 to 23. And she will have a son, and you are to name him Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. All of this occurred to fulfill the Lord's message through the prophet. Look, the virgin will conceive a child. She will give birth to a son. And they will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. And that last portion you can find in Isaiah as well. So why did Jesus come? Why did he choose to be with us, be God with us? Well, there are many reasons, and I've actually got 27 that we're going to quickly go through this morning. And I'm going to read a lot of scripture. Hey, one a minute. There's 27 reasons, but the truth of the matter is Jesus came to fulfill God's master plan, the master plan that was set in place before the beginning of time. And all 27 reasons form part of this master plan. So let's jump right into it. Reason number one, why Jesus came, he came to do the will of the Father. John 6 verse 38, for I have come down from heaven to do the will of God who sent me, not to do my own will. John 5 verse 19, so Jesus explained, I tell you the truth, the Son can do nothing by himself. He does only what he sees the Father doing. Whatever the Father does, the Son also does. And John 5 verse 30, I can do nothing on my own. I judge as God tells me. Therefore, my judgment is just, because I carry out the will of the one who sent me, not my own will. Yeah, that's pretty self-explanatory. Jesus came to do the will of the Father. Reason number two, he came to be human, just like us. Hebrews 2, verse 14 to 18, because God's children are human beings made of flesh and blood, the Son also became flesh and blood. For only as a human being could he die, and only by dying could he break the power of the devil who had the power of death. Only in this way could he set free all who have lived their lives as slaves to the fear of dying. We also know that the Son did not come to help angels. He came to help the descendants of Abraham, which is us. Therefore, it was necessary for him to be made in every respect like us, his brothers and sisters, so that he could be a merciful and faithful high priest before God. Then he could offer a sacrifice that would take away the sins of the people. Since he himself has gone through, the s through suffering, and testing he is able to help us when we are being tested you see jesus had to come to accomplish 
everything you were sent to do. You had to come to fulfill the master plan. And you had to be, like the scripture say, says, in every respect like us. You had to be born like us. You had to have a mother and father like us. You had to be vulnerable like us, a little baby boy like us. He couldn't defend for himself. He needed his parents. He had to grow up like us. He had to be a toddler like us, learn to crawl, learn to walk like us. He had to be a teenager like us and test his parents like us. And we see in scripture that at a young age, he already tested his parents when he was in the temple preaching the word and his parents forgot him and they were worried sick. He, he tested his parents in a different way because he didn't sin. He was sinless, but he still tested his parents. He had to grow up and become an adult. He had to learn to work. His, his father taught him how to be a carpenter and he had to work for a living just like us. In every way, Jesus had to be like us to fulfill the master plan. Reason number three, he came to live a perfect life. You see, Jesus lived just like us, but he lived a perfect life. He never sinned. And Hebrews 4 verse 14 to 15 says, So then, since we have a great high priest who has entered heaven, Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold firmly to what we believe. This high priest of ours understands our weaknesses, for he faced all of the same testings we do, yet he did not sin. Why did he live a perfect life? There was two reasons. He had to be our perfect example. He showed us how to live holy and pure lives, sinless. He was our perfect example. But second, mo more importantly, he had to be our perfect sacrifice. And he had to die for our sins once and for all. Reason number four, he came to seek and save the lost. Luke 19 verse 10, for the Son of Man came to seek and save those who are lost. Who are the lost? Those who don't know Jesus personally. Those who know about Jesus, but they don't know him personally. They don't have a relationship with Jesus. Those who knew Jesus, but their relationship with, have, with him have grown cold. Those are the lost. We were all lost at one point. You might be sitting here today and you might feel like you're lost today. Well, the good news is Jesus came to seek and save the lost. Reason number five, he came to be our savior. 1 Timothy 1 verse 15 says, this is a trustworthy saying and everyone should accept it. Jesus Christ came into the world to save sinners and I'm the worst of them all. Matthew 1 verse 21, and I'm reading from the Amplified here. She will give birth to a son, and you shall name him Jesus. The Lord is salvation, for he will save his people from their sins. Reason number six, he came to reveal God's love for us. John 3 verse 16 to 17, for this is how God loved the world. He gave his one and only son, so that everyone who believes in him will not perish, but have eternal life. God sent his son into the world, not to judge the world, but to save them, save the world through him. There again, it points to how he's, he's our savior, our perfect savior. And Romans 8 verse 39, 
No power in the sky above or in the earth below. Indeed, nothing in all creation will ever be able to separate us from the love of God that is revealed in Christ Jesus our Lord. The truth is that we've always been perfectly loved since before the beginning of time. No matter what we've done, no matter what we've been through, God has always perfectly loved us. Why? Because He is perfect love. He is love. He can't not love us. And Jesus came to reveal that love. Reason number seven, he came to call sinners to repentance. Mark 2 verse 17, when Jesus heard this, he told them, healthy people don't need a doctor, sick people do. I have come to call not those who think they are righteous, but those who know they are sinners. Reason number eight, he came to bring light to this dark world. John 12, verse 46, I have come as a light to shine in this dark world so that all who put their trust in me will no, no longer remain in the dark. And we're going to talk about this at the end. So I'm going to move on to reason number nine. He came to break the power of the enemy. Hebrews 2, verse 14. Because God's children are human beings, and I'm reading this again, made of flesh and blood, the Son also became flesh and blood, for only as a human being could he die, and only by dying could he break the power of the devil who had, who had the power of death. He had the power of death. 1 John 3 verse 8, But when people keep on sinning, it shows that they belong to the devil who has been sinning since the beginning. But the Son of God came to destroy the works of the devil. See, the enemy is nothing in the face of Jesus. Jesus is our champion, and he's our commander. He's the commander of our very armies of heaven. He's our king of kings. He's our lord of lords. Nothing can stand against him. No enemy can stand against Jesus. All authority is his, and his name is above every other name. Amen? So he came to break the power of the enemy, came to destroy the works of the enemy. Reason number 10, he came to quench our thirst. John 4, verse 13 to 14, Jesus replied, anyone who drinks this water will soon become thirsty again, but those who drink the water I give will never be thirsty again. It becomes a fresh bubbling spring within them, giving them eternal life. And reason number 10, and flows right into, excuse, excuse the pun, flows right into reason number 11. He came to give us eternal life. John 6, verse 51, and I'm reading from the Amplified again. I am the living bread that came down out of heaven. If anyone eats of this bread, believes in me, accepts me as Savior, he will live forever. And the bread that I will give for the life of the world is my flesh, my body. And John 11, verse 25, Jesus told her, I'm the resurrection and the life. Anyone who believes in me will live even after dying. So Jesus came to give us living water and eternal life. Reason number 12, he came to dis demonstrate true humility. I should have actually started with this one because he had to be completely humble to even just come to earth, to leave his throne to be with us. Philippians 2 verse 5 to 8, we must have the same attitude that Christ Jesus had. Though he was God, he did not think of equality with God as something to cling to. Instead, he gave up his divine privileges 
He took up the humble position of a slave and was born as a human being. When he appeared in human form, he humbled himself in obedience to God and died a criminal's death on the cross. This scripture points again to point number one. He came to do the will of the Father. He came to fulfill the master plan. And it flows directly into reason number 13. He came to serve. Mark 10 verse 45 says, For even the Son of Man came not to be served, but to serve others and to give his life as a ransom for many. And this flows into reason number 14. He came to give his life as a ransom for us. Titus 2 verse 13 to 14 says, While we look forward with hope to that wonderful day when the glory of our great God and Savior, Jesus Christ, will be revealed, he gave his life to free us from every kind of sin, to cleanse us, and to make us his very own people, totally committed to doing good deeds. Amen. What a Savior. We're about halfway. There's more, but wait, there's more. Reason number 15, he came to bring the good news. But he didn't just come to bring the good news. He came to be the good news. He's the reasons why we have good news. He is the gospel. He brought, he came, he brought the good news, but he's also the reason why we have the good news. Amen? Because he came. And we read, we read this in Isaiah 61, verse 1 to 3. The Spirit of the Sovereign Lord is upon me, for the Lord has anointed me to bring good news to the poor. He has sent me to comfort the brokenhearted and to proclaim that captives will be released and prisoners will be freed. He has sent me to tell those who mourn that the time of the Lord's favor has come, and with it the day of God's anger against their enemies. To all who mourn in Israel, he will give a crown of beauty for ashes, a joyous blessing instead of mourning, festive praise instead of despair. In their righteousness, they will be like great oaks that the Lord has planted for his own glory. And Luke 4, verse 18 to 19, and this is actually where Jesus is reading from Isaiah in the temple. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, for he has anointed me to bring good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim that the captives will be released, that the blind will see, that the oppressed will be set free, and that, time of the, and that the time of the Lord's favor has come. And we know that the Pharisees actually wanted to stone Jesus for saying that. Because basically by saying that, he was saying that he was God. <laughs> Hello, he was. Reason number 16, he came to open our spiritual eyes. A lot of the scriptures come from John, actually. Very interesting. When I, when I was preparing for this message, I realized that a lot of these scriptures come from John. It's almost like John knew something, had a diff very different perspective to the other disciples of who Jesus was. And John 9 verse 39 says, When Jesus told him, I entered this world to render judgment, to give sight to the blind, and to show those who think they see that they are blind. So he came to open our spiritual eyes. Reason number 17, he came to bring reconciliation. He came to restore our friendship with God. And Romans 5, verse 8 to 11 says, But God showed his great love for us by sending Christ to die for us while we were still sinners. And since we have been, ma been made right in God's sight by the blood of Christ, 
he will certainly save, save us from God's condemnation. For since our friendship with God was restored by the death of the Son, while we were still his enemies, we will certainly be saved through the life of his Son. So now we can rejoice in our wonderful new relationship with God because our Lord Jesus Christ has made us friends of God. Wow. Romans 5 verse 1, and I'm reading from the Amplified again. Therefore, since we have been justified, that is, acquitted of sin, declared blameless before God by faith, let us grasp the fact that we have peace with God and the joy of reconciliation with Him through our Lord Jesus Christ, the Messiah, the Anointed. We're no longer enemies of God. We are now friends of God. But reason number 18, we are not just friends. We are now sons and daughters of God because He came to give us freedom and the spirit of adoption. Galatians 4 verse 4 to 6, But when the right time came, God sent His Son, born of a woman, subject to the law. God sent Him to buy, f to buy freedom for us who were slaves to the law, so that He could adopt us as His very own children. And because we are His children, God has sent the Spirit of His Son into our hearts, prompting us to call out, Abba, Father. So no long, we're not just God friends with God, we're actually His children, sons and daughters of the living God. How amazing is that? Ephesians 1 verse 7, He is so rich in kindness and grace that He purchased our freedom with the blood of His Son and forgave our sins. Reason number 19, He came to share His divine nature with us. Like I said, wait, there's more. Not only are we friends with God, we are sons and daughters, but we also share His divine nature. 2 Peter verse 1 verse 4, and because of His glory and excellence, He has given us great and precious promises. These are the promises that enable you to share His divine nature and escape the world's corruption caused by human desires. We are new creations in Christ. The old is gone and the new has come. We share His divine nature and His grace is enough to help us every day to fight the battle against sin, our sinful natures. Reason number 20, He came to give us life. Not only did He come to give us eternal life, but He came, came to give us life here on earth. John 10 verse 10, so and I'm reading from the NIV, The thief comes only to steal, kill, and destroy. I have come that they may have life and have it to the full. Yesterday I was driving on, I was on my way back from Morlet Carnival, um, doing some last-minute Christmas shopping. Yes, I did it again. I went Christmas shopping on, Christ on New um, Christmas Eve. Do it every year. Even, even if we plan six months ahead, Christmas Eve comes, there's still something that's short. So I was on my way back, and on the N17, I smelt this stench of death. Like something had died next to the road and was rotting. And it's quite amazing how a stench like that can permeate through the whole area like that. Husbands, you know what I'm talking about. When you've had a little bit too many dried mangoes, all the husbands are like, no, I don't know what you're talking about. A smell can permeate <laughs> the whole area, right? But this made me think. When I thought, when I smelt that stench, it made me think of how we smelt. 
we were stinking rotten sinners. And that's how we smelt to God. And Jesus didn't just come to take away the stench of death. He came to take away death itself and give us life. But he didn't just come to give us life. He came to give us life to the full. He completely, when Jesus does something, he does it completely. 100% turnaround. And it just made me think. It was like the stench of death compared to, I don't know, what smells really good. Really, for, for the ladies, really nice perfume. Fry place. For some, it's flowers. Um, maybe, yeah, grass, newly cut grass or rain, the smell of rain. Whatever you find, maybe puppy breath for some. But anyway, he took the stench of death and completely changed it and gave us life. Reason number 21, he came to show God's glory. John 1 verse 14, so the word became human and made his home among us. He was full of unfailing love and faithfulness, and we have seen his glory, the glory of the Father's one and only Son. And in another scripture, Jesus says, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. He came to show God's glory. Reason 22, he came to glorify the Father. Not only did he come to show God's glory, but he came to glorify the Father. And we read this in John 17, verse 4. I brought glory to you here on earth by completing the work you gave me to do. So everything Jesus did brought glory to the Father. Everything he said brought glory to the Father. Everything he did, every action he did brought glory to the Father. Whether it was washing feet, uh, healing the sick, performing miracles, sharing the good news, or just cracking jokes with his disciples or sharing a meal with his friends. Everything he did brought glory to the Father. And so it should be with us. Reason number 23, he came to bear witness to the truth. John 18, verse 37, and I'm reading from the ESV. Then Pilate said to him, so you are a king. Jesus answered, you say that I'm a king. For this purpose I was born, and for this purpose I've come into the world, to bear witness to the truth. Everyone who is of the truth listens to my voice. And John 14, verse 6, Jesus answered, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. So not only did he come to bear witness to the truth, he is the truth. Not he was the truth, he is the truth. Jesus is the truth. And he came to show us the truth. He came to speak us the truth. And he came to be the truth for us. And he's still the truth for us today. Reason 24, he came to make disciples. Matthew 14, verse 19. And he said to them, follow me. And I'm reading from the Amplified. Follow me as my disciples, accepting me as your master and teacher and walking the same path of life that I walk, and I will make you fishers of men. Quite an interesting version there. Not just follow me, but come follow me as my disciples, accepting me as your master and teacher and walking the same path of life that I walk. That was his call to his disciples. Reason 25, he came to teach and equip his disciples. Mark verse 14 to 15 then he appointed 12 of them and called them his apostles they were to accompany him and he would send them out to preach giving them authority to cast out demons 
And then we think of the story of the feeding of the 5,000, where Jesus said to his disciples, you feed them. So Jesus, but then when they couldn't, they didn't know how, he showed them how. That's how Jesus equipped his disciples. He showed them how to do things and then say, okay, now you do it. He taught them and he equipped them. And John 15, verse 8 to 15 says, When you produce much fruit, you are my true disciples. This brings great glory to, the fa- to my Father. I have loved you even as, my f- as the Father has loved me. Remain in my love. When you obey my commandments, you remain in my love, just as I obey the Father's commandments and remain in his love. I've told you these things so that you will be filled with my joy. Yes, your joy will overflow. This is my commandment. Love each other in the same way I have loved you. There is no greater love than to lay down one's life for one's friends. You are my friends if you do what I command. I no no longer call you slaves because a master doesn't confide in his slaves. Now you are my friends. Since I have told you everything the Father told me. Jesus taught his disciples everything. And then said, go and do that. Which brings me to point number, reason number 26. He came to send out his disciples. And he came to build his church. And we all know these next few scriptures very well. Matthew 28, verse 19 to 20. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Teach these new disciples to obey all the commands I've given you. And be sure of this. I'm with you always, even to the end of the age. And Mark 16, verse 15 to 18. And then he told them, go into all the world and preach the good news to everyone. Anyone who believes and is baptized will be saved. But anyone who refuses to believe will be condemned. These miraculous signs will accompany those who believe. They will cast out demons in my name and they will speak in new languages. They will be able to handle snakes with safety and they will drink anything poisonous that won't hurt them. They will be able to place their hands on the sick and they will be healed. And lastly, John 13 Verse 15 to 17. I have given you an example to follow. Do as I have done to you. I tell you the truth. Slaves are not greater than their master. Nor is the messenger more important than the one who sends the message. Now that you know these things, God will bless you for doing them. And that same call is for us. We are his disciples. And now he's sending us out there to go and make more disciples. The the call is clear. So this brings me to the last reason, reason 27. He came for you and me. We are the result of why Jesus came. None of us would be here if Jesus didn't come. None of us us would know the truth if Jesus didn't come. None of us would be saved if Jesus didn't come. None of us would... would, um, be forgiven if Jesus didn't come. None of us would have life. None of us would have eternal life. None of us would have forgiveness of sins. None of us would be reconciled to God. None of us would be friends with God. None of us would be sons and daughters of the living God if Jesus didn't come. But the good news is he came. Amen. And now it's up to us to continue his work. 2 Corinthians 5, verse 17 to 20 says, This means that anyone who belongs to Christ has become a new person. The old life is gone, the new life has begun. And all of this is a gift from God, who brought us back to himself through Christ. 
And God has given us this task of reconciling people to him. For God was in Christ, reconciling the world to himself, no longer counting people's sins against them. And he gave us this wonderful message of reconciliation. So we are Christ's ambassadors. God is making his appeal through us. We speak for Christ when we plead, come back to God. And lastly, Romans 10, verse 13 to 15. For everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. But how can they call on him to save them unless they believe in him? And how can they believe in him if they have never heard about him? And how can they hear about him unless someone tells them? And how will anyone go and tell them without being sent? That is why the scriptures say, how beautiful are the feet of the messengers who bring the good news. You see, this world is becoming a darker and darker place. And it's up to us to shine his light. Shine the light of Jesus. Told you I'd come back to the light. Because Jesus came to be the light in this dark world. And unfortunately, this world is getting darker and darker. And it's up to us to continue the work of Jesus and to shine his light. Jesus said, don't hide your light. Shine it for everyone to see. And it's truer today than it's ever been. Jesus is returning soon, but we need to be sharing the good news, shining that light in this dark world, because people are hungry for Jesus. They really are. And my prayer for all of us this Christmas is to share this gift. Of the best gift you can ever give someone is the gift of Jesus Christ, the gift of salvation. Look for every opportunity you have to share this gift with someone. Because it could be the last time they ever hear about Jesus. You could be the last person that ever has the opportunity to share the gospel with someone, the good news with someone. This is such good news. All 27 reasons is such good news. We should be, it should be just flowing out of us. Preaching to myself here as well. And I'd like to end with a song that we're going to play on the screen. And I just recently discovered this song. And I just want us to focus on the words. And if you'd like to sing along, if you know the song, that go ahead. Um, if you want to worship, go ahead. But really, just focus on the words. Because it really touched me when I heard this song. And then I'm just going to pray for us.
God, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, that you came to this earth to fulfill the master plan. Thank you, Lord, that you came for us to save us, to free us, to liberate us, to reconcile us to the Father, to forgive our sins and to make us right, Lord. Thank you, Lord, that we can shine your light in this dark world. We can reflect your glory in this dark world. And we thank you, Lord, that you're coming again to come and fetch your bride. And we look forward to that day, Lord. But until that day comes, Lord, there's work to be done. And I pray, Lord, that all of us would put our hands up and say, yes, Lord, send me. Let me shine your glory in this world. Let me share the gospel at every opportunity that makes, makes makes its way around our corners. Thank you, Lord, for what you did. Thank you, Lord, that you're with us and that you'll never leave us nor forsake us. Thank you, Lord. We love you and all glory to you, Lord. Hallelujah to the light of the world. We praise your name. And I pray, Lord, that you'll bless every single person, every single family, Lord, that's part of City Base Church, Lord. And that we'll have a wonderful Christmas and that we'll never, ever forget what you've done for us. In Jesus' name, amen.